0: It's because I got too excited the first time. It was like premature. Your 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 sultry voice
1: just got me. Well, I don't I don't understand the definition of sultry. You need to find it.
0: Um saucy, like a saucy minx oh, would talk to on the phone. Love sauc- yeah. saucy. <laughs> what well, minx? Minx? What is a minx? Not the animal, but like, uh, That's what I thought harlot. like oh, a harlot. Like a harlot. You were pulling a young
1: lass. These fucking eighteen hundreds words. A harlot? Yeah,
0: there's a book in my parents' house that is actually slang from the 1800s and like what it means today. I forgot any of the fun stuff from it, but it's a big, thick like encyclopedia, and it's
1: cool. That's really cool. Actually, from two centuries ago, you'll probably see parallels in like words that maybe were used in the 1800s that disappeared during the 1900s and then maybe resurged in the 2000s. Interesting, like
0: styles. Yeah, I wonder if words resurge like styles. Because, I mean, like sick as a thing was maybe like our parents' generation that it kind of went away and then we brought it back. Like sick is just a thing that gets said now. True. Wow. But there's also ones that are just totally fucking different. Like it might say like pumpernickel and that means like, you know, riding a scooter. Right. Or (laughs) some bullshit like that. So they also didn't know what the fuck they were talking about back in the day, too. There was just some of those words are just ridiculous. I wonder if they would say the same. About ours, or if they would think that we've advanced the language?
1: Oh, that's a good question. If, like, scholars and writers of the the 18th century or 19th century were like, ah, in 200 years, the human language, English specifically, will be so far advanced that there will be words to describe everything. But instead, there'll be
0: abbreviations
1: to describe feelings. Yeah, instead, we just say, like, that shit's dope.
0: Yo, cut. What up, blood? What? What up, son? Yeah, (laughs) that does remind me of, and we'll talk more about it soon. But Elon, one of the Elon Musk sketches on SNL was called like Gen Z Hospital or some shit, and it was like that. Like they were all talking like that. Like, yo, is Bestie all right? Like it was one like someone in the fucking hospital. Oh, you actually watched it? You watched it? I watched some. I watched some. I for our boy. I mean, I watched it afterwards. I didn't watch it live. Our boy. No, nah, I checked out the clips. I'm a fan of this musky man, really? of this musk scented gentleman. I, you knew. I, I guess know, I kind of am now. I don't know. I kind of like him. Why? I like, a, well, hold on. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to Rabbit Hole Sessions. Uh, we're here for another episode. Tyler on the man, young Jimmy McMunn's on the other side. What's up, Slice?
1: Jimbo Slice? What up? Yeah. The uh, fresh graduate. I just graduated. Back. I'm out of Ready. it. Ready. I'm out of my five year prison. Why do they call it commencement if it's at the end? Uh, commencing onto your new life. Oh, like into the real world? Gotcha.
0: Does that mean they're in that moment saying, hey, everything before this completely invalidated doesn't mean shit because now it actually starts all life. Right. I
1: guess it's all of it was adding Fuck up that. to this moment. But I think I it's, so. yeah. Does I, that mean it's over? It feels a little <laughs> more like <laughs> you did this for 20, 23 years now. Figure something else out, you know? Wow! Start doing something else. They they put us in school for like our most developing
0: age. I mean, all of them, all All the developing ages, pretty much all of them. Yeah. As soon as we could recognize being in school, yeah, like they started even before, like preschool or like nursery, daycare, all that type of shit. You're put in this. I mean, it depends what you define school as, but you're put in like these organized structures of instruction. So I guess that's what school is. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. in its simplest, simplest form. So it's more like a pivot rather than a commencement. It's like, here, you were going this way on your path of life. Now, oh, big turn, because things are changing. You're on a flat, nice suburb road with good taxpayer money, you know, all that shit. Now, all of a sudden, we're going up and fucking down like it's the backwoods really of, scary. you know, Maine. <laughs> Shout out to Maine. I've never been there.
1: He's just as luminous <laughs> like that.
0: Yeah, I assume everybody in Maine sucks damn <laughs> except john fogg and who was my listeners. roommate when i was in um madrid shout out to him shout out foggy uh yeah and i guess anybody listening i don't know i mean yeah, tell us if maine sucks main i don't know
1: some, i've some. never been i mean if you oh hell no and i never will that <laughs> look look
0: <laughs> and i never will i ain't even saying all that well, i don't know is
1: that the, that's the topmost uh state right besides alaska you mean top most topmost? most top it's up in the top
0: what is the that? furthest oh. north <laughs> I thought I, like, I was like top white Like what are you talking about um, I don't know <laughs> Dude you're asking the wrong dude about um, hold on, American I'm geography America. I think it yeah. is and American states, states At least two
1: dollars on this Did I ever That's tell you that in,
0: seventh, in eighth grade I got a 7 out of 50 on my states test For the, f- the map of the states Oh my god I was labeling some of the lakes As states Jesus, it was bad, dude. I didn't know shit. I'm really bad. Maine, yes, you're right. Uh-huh. And also Alaska's not at the top, you uh-huh. fool. It's at the bottom. Alaska is at the top, you fool. No, it's on the left. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm looking at the wrong map. Jesus, like this one showing. You it in just up, were telling me how
1: you got a seven out of fifty, and you try to
0: be like, <laughs> "Yeah, I know <need> more." <laughs> I thought I improved. Alaska was one of the ones I got on that test, so that's good. It's literally, the and top I don't think they category. had it. In. I mean, it's like, it's a lot of things. Let's put it that way. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, because a big place, bro. You never know. <laughs> so graduated. Life is starting. Um, yeah, college over. Mm. Is that exciting or does that not matter at all? You're just going next day. On. I had been
1: saying uh, for everyone who was asking me, like, how do you feel now that you're almost done? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That I had always felt like I was kind of already done just because Zoom doesn't feel like real class, you know, like, oh, I'm not yeah. next to my to my classmates, I'm not on campus networking or doing campus activities or anything, and, um, I think having the actual graduation ceremony definitely made me feel a little better. Yeah, um, that's nice. It's, it's cool recognizing it, but, uh.
0: How did how did that work? Like, how spaced out were people? How many people were allowed? So was
1: everyone wearing masks and shit? Yeah, we had it at Fenway, and we did have to have masks. And the cap capacity at Fenway, I think, is at eight percent of its normal limit. Eight? Uh, wow. Yeah, okay. Either eight or twelve or something. And okay, um, it kind of sucked. Like <laughs> 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 they separated us from our our parents. Like our we had right. one guest. And like you were at the border. Yeah, we well. Yeah, you're saying oh, that because I'm Mexican. Oh, I know. I
0: was so, not saying that. No, that's okay. I'll <laughs>
1: you did that. pushing on. Um, <laughs> we had one guest. And so, you know, most people take either their mom or their dad. And right. What they did was they made us choose our tickets on the ballpark app because it is happening at Fenway. Okay. And on the app, you were only able to choose best seats possible for both tickets. And when you did that, they gave you two different tickets on the different on different sides of the, the ballpark.
0: Some okay. people
1: were on the ground level, like they had uh, padding on the floor, and they put chairs down on the on the on the actual field. Nice, like and a then, childhood karate class. Yeah, and then uh, others were just stuck in <laughs> the stands. And couldn't go down (laughs) to, like, take pictures or anything or go down to the field. You just had to stay up there? Just had to stay in the stands. Whoa. And so I was one of those students. (laughs) Luckily, I had a couple friends that were also in the same position. And our parents were just at the very top, separated from us. It just didn't make sense. Like, we could have just did buy two tickets next to each other and then still space them out. like right limit the ones that can be bought but put them in bundles of two so i didn't have to be separated from my parent i could at least Uh, if i wasn't on the field i I could at least be next to my parent
0: like why i'm surprised they didn't do it like how i've heard basketball games have been done where it's kind of like you can buy them in, like you said groups of like two to four Mm -hmm. and you're in this little section and they put the next group like three rows behind and diagonal and whatever so you still have your group and you're still space there's an
1: algorithm to do it you just got to put it in the app it'll do uh, it yeah Oh, that's true. Like, movie yeah, theaters. There's an If movie theaters can do it. Oh, man. Movie theaters are back, bro. Ballpark can do it. Jeez. Have you been to one at all? Oh, I did. I went to go see Demon Slayer. Yo, Demon
0: Slayer. dude, you went to the yeah, movie. How was dude. it? How was dude, it, bro? Okay. I've been waiting for this day. I'll be honest. Uh, that don't movie watch theaters it. Dub. Are back. Do not watch it, dub. Oh, no, not the movie. I mean, the theater experience itself. Like, going to. And then we can talk about the movie. Okay. But what about the, like, going to a theater? Like, I've been waiting for this shit to go back
1: open. If, I missed theaters. It felt good, man. I mean,. I, I love theaters. I was always I a fan of it before. It's so dope. Um like I was always trying to do things to to show my support <laughs> for the movie theater industry cuz it's a cool thing. You go and watching on a big ass screen and having your own popcorn. There were, the concessions were limited. Um yeah, but they still had some. There were drinks and they were separated out and uh it wasn't very packed. Yeah, I think I prefer it more now because you have more space in between you and the next people. You yeah, know, that's pretty dope. Send, so. You can,
0: like, lay out and shit. Yeah. I love laying down in the movie theater when I'm just, like, chilling and watching the movie. It's great <laughs> when there's no one <laughs> around. It's great when you can race on. But, dude, it's, it's so nice to have, like, I mean, I love the idea of a collective experience that you can also have your own little experience within at the same time. Like, we're all in the theater there and the overall thing, but then... Each of us are having our little moments individually, whether you're by yourself or with somebody. It's great. Wow, like that's, that's a that's, sweet way to look at it. I mean, those are the things that I miss about being out in places. It's not just the fact that yeah, there's other people you can interact with, but you get to like also have your little moments within that. That's why I love like I think that's why I love alleys and shit like in <laughs> cities. <laughs> the idea <laughs> of just this little nook within this grander thing is really cool. It's like it's got this romantic, charming vibe about it. I see. What you you that's, mean. Yeah, that's that's cool. good, dude. Which movie did you say you went to go see, Demon Slayer? Demon Slayer, Mugen Train. How, wait, how full is the theater we're we talking? Like, what's capacity at? Um, let's which one? Say it which was, one did you go to?
1: I think they're actually at 50% capacity. Which one did you this go to? This was an AMC. Yes, yes, but which one? Not the on? one in the Boston Commons. It was oh, okay. South Bay, so it was down south. Oh, gotcha, um, gotcha, Less gotcha, populated. Gotcha. Uh, smaller theater, but
0: we got to hit those location tags for our audience, bro. People (laughs) attached to
1: when you hit the local landmarks. (laughs) Yeah, this is AMC South Bay. Yeah, exactly. Check it out. I think, uh, I think it was 50% capacity because, um, right, I mean, there were were obviously people there at least 20. (laughs) At least 20. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're fully vaxxed, man. You're not scared about yes, that. Yes, sir. I'm,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. vaxxed. I can do whatever the fuck I want. He's vaxxed, taxed, and I can do what I on want on the attacks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> James is just
1: reckless. Right here. That's I my ad. That's, that's my ad for the. <laughs> the I'm vaxxed. I can do what I want. <laughs> Don't you want to be like me? Get yeah. vaccinated. Get vaccine.
0: <laughs> Don't you want to be like me? Get a vaccine. Ah, oh, that was bad. I'm sorry. Damn. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. You've been I'm rapping? It. It's called, yeah, a little bit. It's called Workshopping. No, I've been singing. That's how you Ooh. can tell my flow's off. Yeah, but I'm trying some tangs. I mean, me, Tim, and Alex are going to Nashville at the end of May for something that we can't really fully disclose yet. Whack. You know about it. You can I say know. It. I know. I know. I just want to sound special. We've got hidden things that are coming. No. Well, it's just because it's not certain yet. So I want to say it, then it doesn't happen. Oh, you're sucks. scared
1: jinx it. Are you superstitious?
0: No, nah, it's more. It's less jinx and more just like, well, it's like, why did you say anything? And I don't want it, talking about it to possibly affect it, whether literally or metaphysically. Right? Wow. Like, say someone hears it. Oh well, it, it'll change or your perception on it when
1: it. you start talking about it too. So, so yeah. yeah
0: it, and then it's also like after this thing, I have a, I'll have a pretty good idea of whether it's happening or not. So then I'll start talking about mm-hmm. it if this thing, which I do think will go well. So shout out to Nashville if you going to see us soon. Sick. Little little little. I don't know what to say. I didn't want to say sluts, but here we go, little sluts. There we go. (laughs) Oh (laughs) yeah, we got there. Oh, you know what? That's just. I don't want to say. Fuck it. (laughs) Fuck it. Might as well. I mean, the mics are on,
1: right? They're on for saying things. You uh, you gotta have that fallback word that you know when you can't think of anything else, you just say that.
0: Yeah, I don't know how good it is at mine sluts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times, or at least I use in recent history, it was tits or tit, which you know as like my angry expletive, or not expletive, my exclamation of anger. Like, Mm -hmm. so instead of swearing or saying something like really intense, I would just be like, tits, right? Or tits, right? Or something just ridiculous like that. Because I feel like the absurdity leads first, so it cushions it for Mm -hmm. people, that the anger gets kind of cushioned by absurdity. At first you're like, wait, what did he say? (laughs) Instead of, oh, that guy's fucking angry. What's his
1: problem? So anytime you said tits, were you like genuinely angry in that moment?
0: Yeah, probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably, bro. I have or heard just you like say I mean, it often. <laughs> okay, all right.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it
0: ranges in the scale of severity, right? right. Like it's the same way how you say shit or fuck. Like sometimes I just say it real quick, like ah oh, tits. Let me get that. I forgot my thing on the desk. Or sometimes it's like tits. We lost the audio to the film. Mm. Like tits, mm. ah, right? Like it scales. It ranges, mm. but it covers a lot of bases, and I think overall tones down on the harshness. Of the feelings. So yeah. you can... It's a safe space to get your anger, your unsafe
1: feelings out. I'm, I'm with you. I like that. I like
0: that. You know what I'm saying, bro? Just a little buffer. We all need a little feelings buffer. The raw emotions are hard to process sometimes. They're very intense.
1: And words will never get it out right. So sometimes if you go with the the harsher word, it may not be what you wanted in that moment.
0: Dude, that's why sometimes there are so many things from meditative to like venting exercises that don't require saying words. It's just a sound. Because the word's fucking irrelevant, because that's all words are, it's just sounds we make with our mouths, right? So it's just ohm, or just going ah, mm-hmm. or like when you do like a stress release type mm-hmm. of thing, it doesn't matter. It's just the conduit, that's one of my favorite words, it's just how you get it out. You just have to somehow, um, what's the word? I forgot the word, but it has to, you have to like feel it move out of you, you know? Like you have to pass uh, the
1: Exercise.
0: Yes, like as in exorcism, not as in running around. Wait, is ground. that really
1: the word you were looking for? Or are you just got do just
0: with that? I, I maybe excise, excise or exorcise. I don't excise? know. But I mean it's 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 like it's one of it's of the lexicon of words hey, it could have been. Okay. It wasn't the exact <laughs> one, but yeah, it works. <laughs> That's good, bro. As long as you're in the ballpark. That's good. The solar system. Which speaking of solar system, shout out to the boy Elon Musk, which oh, we were kind of just referring shit. to. Which, by the way, I'm feeling a lot better now because when I woke up this morning, which we were talking about earlier, yeah. Doge took a Doge yeah. took a hit, boy. Doge took a big hit, boy.
1: My thing is, it's probably going <laughs> to take this. That shit was dips, super red,
0: but it's gonna, it's gonna, it's bounce. going to. Like, well, even if you look in the history of it, it do- it has taken dips, yeah. and it just hit its hot like a record price. So it's gonna go back down, and then, go- and because it hit that record price, culminating towards a moment, mm-hmm. and that moment's over. And that was the moment where Elon Musk was on SNL. And now it's kind of, like, even back out, and it's a little above, at least for me, in the green, right? Before, like I said, first half of today, I was I was gloomy. I was gloomy, <laughs> bro. I was like, damn, did I make a mistake? Or am I an idiot? Because I was also talking to Asim, who, shout out to Asim, he's been on this show a couple times. Good guy. Uh, yeah, you know, that's my guy. Yeah. Um, I was like, and we were talking about if Doge turns out to be the best financial decision we've made in our lives, then that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, if the shit made it to a dollar and we were able to make substantial money off of it, and that turns out to be our best financial decision, then it like money means nothing to yeah, me at m- that point.
1: The system of musty money is just broken.
0: Yeah, I don't even believe in it anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know what to believe. I'm really just out here like I just lost my god. Like, I don't know. how <laughs> – You just proved
1: to me my religion's wrong. What do I do? Well, that was one of the things with uh, the GameStop, right? GameStop stock. Oh, GameStop. Yeah. They were uh, uh, Wall Street Bets, the the Reddit uh, group. They were first doing it, you know, because they believed in it. And then at some point, some of the people that were like thousands and thousands of dollars invested into this thing were like, you know what? This is bigger than the thousands I've just invested. This can prove just how stupid and fabricated the whole monetary system in America is, and I guess across the world, right? Because
0: you can just, and not even artificially, because they did it legitimately, but inflate the value of GameStop to these astronomical numbers that, like you said, render them like, well, what the fuck do these numbers even mean yeah. at this point? <laughs> if just anything can get there, then it doesn't mean anything. Right. Mm-hmm. It does, it's like I was talking with Alexander Henry. Shout out again. Another person's been on the show. We just drop it names drop, over here. Drop, drop. drop our guest names. But I asked him, because I just thought about it. I was like, does math make any sense if zero doesn't exist and eventually we got to the conclusion like no because every number is based off of its place in the number scale away from zero like a thousand doesn't mean anything except for it's a thousand more than zero mm-hmm. right so it's like basically saying the value of all this shit just gets taken away when you can play around with the rules and you realize the metric just gets thrown about it and i think a lot of this whole and gamestop was definitely the first domino in this uh it's kind of Corona that really sparked it all that kind of really one revealed the stock market to people. Cause it got so crazy. It was making a lot of mainstream news. And then also because it was making mainstream news, information became accessible for like the common person, like myself to access it, like in a, uh, at least semi, um, understandable way. And then you just realize that all this shit, like GameStop and pumping the or short stock or what is it called? Like shorting a stock and like yeah, artificially changing the value and shit on the one hand, it feels kind of like demoralizing to think that the systems you've come to believe and accept as truth are getting unraveled and like can kind of get dismantled. But at the same time, inherently it's empowering in a sense, because it shows that the value lies with us as a collection. Like it shows that through the power of shedding individual interest for group interest, you can
1: achieve some great things. And which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That the power YouTube of the community power of the community was shining. During that time and that is such That was what made me Want to invest Into mm. it It was It was I felt more tied to the The Cultural movement That was was happening Yo good movement. point Cool so mm. I'm not gonna miss out on that Right
0: It felt like societal shenanigans Like yeah. I was in on this like Plot We're all just like Yeah stage a heist And or you see like the,
1: They'll be on the <laughs> The reddit like Hold Hold the line <laughs> Yeah You exactly. fuckers better not Let go of your money <laughs> That's the best part. Is it's these
0: such high class, like highbrow societal and cultural events that are happening, but on the ground, it's in Reddit and it's just people being like dumb and just yeah. saying, "Hold the line." It's these dumb TikTok videos of like playing Red <laughs> Rover and shit. It's like, yo, this is what culture is all about: is you digest ideas that form without us even knowing
1: in a way that we can understand. I can like f- fucking memes. I think it's a form of protest, right? It's a wow. It's declaring that uh you have more power than is being led on right and you are mm. protesting by sacrificing this amount of money to fuck over any any uh rich uh oppressors in a sense financial investors. oppressors yeah financial oppressors yeah which you know can
0: you could argue both way i mean there's a lot of people that are financial what's the opposite of oppressor
1: Supporter, S- su- I guess, support? right? Like no, in terms uh, of yeah, supporter, <laughs> supporter.
0: I think yeah, <laughs> booster. Yeah, Obsessor I don't know. Is. That's funny. They never, they never tell you the opposite. That's something. Every time I, I learn a negative word, I'm not gonna take it on myself to learn what the positive, like, uh, antonym of that negative word is, uh, so that I'm able at least to reference the positive side of that feeling. Because think about it: if all you know is the negative side of a feeling, that might skew your worldview. Mm. It could. Mm. You know, I was thinking about that with Twitter the other day, how a lot of people, including myself, and I was speaking to, again, shout out another name, Ben, who hasn't been on this show, but maybe will one day. He's a coworker of mine. Very interesting guy. But um, uh, we talk about Twitter and just the fact that a lot of times it's just used for your vent thoughts, whether those are positive or negative. A lot of the time negative. It's just somewhere that you need to get it out. It's like a digital diary. So when you just create something based off of uh, mass groups of people's negative thoughts (laughs) – That's going to affect the way you think. That's going to turn into a cesspool.
1: Like no matter how much
0: other shit you try to add in, there's a formula of what this is based on.
1: So do you think uh, social media will always have just a pocket of negativity?
0: I think people will always have a pocket of negativity. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that will always exist because it's a natural thing to feel just like positivity is. I don't think that it's a completely like imposed or taught... uh, fabricated thing mm-hmm. i think people feel negative about things in life right whether that's selfish or altruistic whatever it doesn't matter and twitter is an outlet so i think that will always exist Twitter's definitely an outlet and i think it's about um making people aware to the fact that it is an outlet for that like a lot of people for example look at instagram like it's real life instead of the fact that it's a highlight reel mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so and that's not bad like we can have that But if we're not all aware of that, then a lot of us get suckered into thinking it's real. And that's what starts forming all these negative things about self and society. And that could lead to things like miscommunication and all this bullshit and Mm -hmm. all these negative spillovers. Mm -hmm. So I think it can be used for its correct purposes. I think there's just a lot of people that purposefully misuse it. And that oftentimes comes to the forefront because it's easier to misuse it than use it properly.
1: Yeah. You know, which is a
0: shame. It is a thing so powerful it can be easier to misuse I, than well use. I
1: think also that the the people in charge know the people in charge of these systems right they know what mm. people kind of naturally prefer to see. I think yeah. people have a natural tendency to want to see the negative, you know is that we talk about the algorithm all the time that's how it keeps you on something but but it's also the algorithm can only take advantage of what we're letting it right so if we ah, as a society yes. want to see some more negative stuff rather than positive like i think i think society in general right. is just more pessimistic right now mm. and it's hard for me to figure do you think out that's just now well, well it's hard for or me do to you figure think that's out been if a, that's because it, it, of us uh leaning into it as a society or if it, it was like a learned thing you know to to yeah about negative stuff like with news because it could have happened mm. before social media the news could have just been like the root the way that we started seeing all these bad things and
0: mm. yeah well the fact that like i bet i bet any generation could point to um like spurts of negativity right like in their time mm-hmm. uh, for like for example maybe we could say now it's heightened because was just the all the trump era that happened there was the corona era that we're still kind of in so there's a lot of Reason for negativity and pessimism, but I'm sure every other generation will point to something, right? That will Mm -hmm. say that that happened. So I guess it kind of always is a thing. I guess it's just about what else do you also have? What else is also heightened? What else is also promoted and brought to the forefront, right? Because again, it's like with letting people know what social media is, it's letting people know that, yes negativity is going to happen and it's natural but what else is natural is all these other things curiosity positivity right like uh, neutrality is a thing that's fine as Mm. well it doesn't have to be so dichotomous but like we're both kind of saying i think there's a lot of times where there's things that are actively trying to keep that away for whatever other motives whether that's financial whether that's personal whether that's whatever Mm. Well, that's why rabbit hole sessions here, people, hey, to yo. muse about these type of thoughts, right? All it takes is musing about him. It's all getting him in there. We're it's just getting pondering. That's it. That's all it's about. I mean, that kind of relates to something, again, back to Elon Musk. He... Um, <clears throat> He was on SNL, obviously, and you know, that's whatever. It is what it is. But he also <laughs> did this thing that, yeah. I mean, it's whatever. I <laughs> mean, like, it's just SNL. The skits were cool. His monologue was all right. It was number two on trending actually when I looked it up on YouTube. Which oh, I was really? like, "Fuck, well, I, well, this guy's SNL like cultural shit."
1: Kind of pops up on uh, YouTube more than anything else. I think yeah, it, like, that's true. It's bigger on YouTube than their actual viewership. Absolutely, dude.
0: More people, I'm certain, watch the clips than watch the full yeah, show. Because you don't want to sit I'm through a, a whole
1: them. hour, two hours, hour and like, a half. Like, who gives a fuck, yeah. right? <laughs> I just watch the performances in the good skits.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who cares? Or if, like, like Elon Musk, there's a cool host or an uh, interesting host that is there that I want to see their monologue, right? And he did his, and he did do comedy. I mean, like, he said funny things, as in, uh, as in doing comedy. But one, I didn't know he had Asperger's. For one. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, a lot more <laughs> things make
1: sense." Yeah. Yeah. He was not the first yeah. uh, person with Asperger's to host. So he fucking SNL. lied. Yeah, he did lie. Dan Aykroyd, a fucking one of the liar. SNL members, but was did the he first. admit it? Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. I, th- I don't. Well, I don't. I don't think he was just like, "I have Asperger's." So he didn't admit it. He ain't rep the oh, set. Sure. <laughs> the Asp set. We'll give Eli Asperger's? That. He talked about it
0: that's right Asperger's what is Asperger's
1: can you you define Asperger's
0: you want me to define it no I don't know (laughs) they're gonna come after me if I get it wrong but it's one it's on the autism spectrum uh, of like um, I don't want to call it disorder because it's not like it holds you back if you don't want it to obviously Elon Musk has fucking launched to the top of society it's a a condition
1: on the autism spectrum condition that's what
0: I meant to say Mm -hmm. not disorder but yeah just one of the, uh, somewhere along the scale, just a uh, different alteration of brain wiring and makes people think different, right, and <laughs> manifests it. different in society, mm-hmm. which is interesting in and of itself. But what, what the fuck were we saying before that made me bring him up? What was it related to? Uh, uh I don't remember, but let's pause. I'm going to pee, and I'll listen back, and we'll come back, and we'll <laughs> find it. <laughs>
1: okay. Pausing? You're yeah, pausing IP. the audio?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pause it, pause it. And he comes back. Shit and he comes eat. back with an entire meal. Talking shit. He comes back with a meal after spoiling <laughs> the movie for his girlfriend in the background. I heard that. Oh, you heard that? I heard that shit. <laughs> I heard you spoiling. What the hell, I ain't man? He's spoil spoiling. You supposed to be the film guy. She's watching
1: it now. She's watching the TV show for Selena, and I've seen the movies several
0: what? times. Oh, Selena the artist. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Not Selena Gomez. Yes. Selena. No. At first, I was thinking of the teenage witch, but that's Sabrina.
1: <laughs> oops whoopsie
0: yo we forgot to say it at the start but happy mother's day yo happy mother's day to mm. all the mothers out there thank happy you happy i love day. you mom i love you grandma i love you auntie Baby mamas. yeah i guess yeah, yeah shout out to y'all you, you no, 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 no 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 you no, sure no 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 i mean not that i know of. nobody's told me <laughs> <laughs> right uh, <laughs> so no i'm going with a hard no on that one james until yes, someone nice. innocent until proven guilty all right. I'm with you. there. This is America, baby. Challenge Gambino, shout out, shout out,
1: Gambino. 2018, yeah, we have him on the episode.
0: Whatever. That would be sick. Yo, one of these days, I just saw. I remembered that Mother's Day thing because I saw. I was just scrolling Instagram in the break, and I saw a question that came up as, "Who's more important in a man's life, his mother or his wife?" And I was like, Whew. "I didn't know what to press at first. It was one of those like, choose either one." And I was like, Sigh. "I don't know, dude." Well. I don't know.
1: Most important? Who's more important? It, yeah, well, over the two. It has to be... I feel like... Whew, your mom nurtured <laughs> you when you were shitting yourself. Uh-huh. Pissing yourself. Didn't know how to eat and shit. You sat in that womb for nine months and true. She took care of you. <laughs> so, technically... It, I mean, and, and your wife might, like, change you emotionally. She might like, carry you, know,
0: you through to the rest of your Personality,
1: fundamentally, might change, but... It's not like <laughs> it's not oh. like they gave life to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they could have brought life to you.
1: Damn. Oh. Damn, damn, oh. damn.
0: Oh. Bro. Oh. Oh. And that's deep sometimes, that's son. Deep. That's deep. Well, it's good we don't have to choose, right? <laughs> I guess we don't. Not yet. Wait, one day, we might have to. Mm-mm. We might have to, bro. I mean, I don't know how your mom is. I don't think my mom will be like that. But there are a lot of men whose mothers are. Like... That is the center of their life, which as you've just outlined and I agree with, there's very strong reason for your mother to be like the strong, like central woman or central person in your life makes total sense. But there's a lot of people whose families get in the way of their relationships all the time. And I'm sure that a lot of men and the relationship that the mother has with the woman they want to be with constrain shit. I mean, in-laws are a joke for a reason, you know, because in-laws probably suck.
1: I've always considered that. um, So, uh, yeah, uh, what's the word? There's. I don't think I can think of the word to describe it. But it's weird that families are so unwilling to let their children have their own life. Yeah. Right? Like, I think I'm lucky that my parents, my mom and my, yeah, my parents and my girlfriend had met each other several times already in this past yeah, weekend. They were dope. just, like, casually on terms. My, oh, my girlfriend signed the letter that we gave to my mom for Mother's Day. I love that. Um, and it was dope. Like, I, I love seeing that. Um And it's like, there's nothing in between that.
0: Yeah. And that's what you want, obviously. Yeah. Like, cause it's like, Hey, we're all becoming a unit now. Like we need to work as such. We all need to be cool. Mm -hmm. Mm. It is tough, man. It's tough if it doesn't work. And like I said, I'm sure there's many people that it does. I've never really had that. In my experience, I've really only had like two serious relationships and my parents never disliked. I mean, maybe there were some things here and there, but overall (laughs) everything. Oh, really? Wait, wait. I don't know. What?
1: Like, you asked them, and they were like... Hey. I mean,
0: they." it was more like it was a thing that they would bring up, like, after we weren't together anymore. So, like, on one hand, it's, oh, they're trying to support me. And then on the other hand, it's like, yeah, they probably did feel some of these things. But we all feel some things about some people. Like, there are little things we could poke at about anybody, you know? So, it was more mm. along those lines. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter. But, like, the point is... Um, I don't know what the point is. <laughs> now I'm flustered. <laughs> now I'm lost. <laughs> You can't tell everybody I'm turning a little red It's a little warm in (laughs) here It's just the lighting It's just the lighting though Um, What were we just saying though About parents Oh you were telling us
1: the reasons uh, You're not gonna have a child (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) is (laughs) What
0: What I have. I want kids. I want kids one day. I definitely do. Are you a kids? How guy? many? I'm a kids guy. Yeah. I'm. Uh, well,
1: hold on. I'm a, I would like to have kids. Yes. I'm not a kids guy. Oh my god. So. <laughs>
0: with the back <back-to-back> to back heaters. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I would like to have kids as well. How many? Um. I like the grouping. Me and my siblings had three. I'm not sure of what the years apart would be. I'm still trying to figure out what the optimal shit would be, but I mean, like, if my wife's down for it, or my multiple wives, which could happen, uh, like (laughs) ten, you know, like I could, if I could financially and emotionally support everybody, I think. I don't know if I've talked spoken about this on the pod, but if I could emotionally and financially support everybody, like twenty, like ten kids, like I would have so many. Like I would have for real. I would. I would, I would grow a clan if I could, <laughs> if I could. which who knows? That's that's in the <laughs> pipeline. Low key, one of my like deep in my brain like uh, things I want to make a reality.
1: Wow, okay, I have like a mini similar. kingdom, like, that. like a deep deep thing in mind is I want to make a town, like a city, yes! of We're my in, like, people, like a little town. Like yeah, yeah! yeah like, well maybe not like just my children or anything. Oh, but like, oh, <laughs> but I, I form a community, and that do okay. Wait, do you think you want? A lot of kids because – do you come from a big family? Y-
0: yes, in various ways. Like, as in, yes, my dad has, like, 12 siblings. He comes from 13. And then, she- yes – Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And then, yes, on my mom's side, she only comes from three. But, like, they both have kids. Like, I've got my grandparents. It's a big family extended, etc. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, mm-hmm. I would say yes. So, you think it's just an extension of that? Like, you want to continue the
0: – Maybe. I mean, part of me, like I said, has thought, like – Maybe three in terms of practicality. But yeah, in my mind, when my mind just doesn't think about reality, yeah, it usually goes far. I don't know. I guess it's just because I think of things like, it'd be sick if all of my kids could form a five-on-five team. Like, they got five (laughs) just when they roll up. When the McGraths roll up to the court, is fives. We're good. Like, we got next type of shit. And I think at the same time, there's also this distant fantasy that each of the kids are like a different race. So it's like each of their each of their mothers are like a different. Yeah, no, I'm talking kingdom, bro. What? Like I'm talking, it's. I don't want to say harem or harem because it's not that. It's not just this lusty sex thing. It's literally like love, family connection, and we're building a little like village and town and kingdom. That's like well, the deep fantasy.
1: And you want one of every
0: race? I don't. Is no, no, no I don't. I don't know. It, not every. It doesn't have to. be. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying of the ones that come about. I would prefer if they were different races because mm-hmm. I want to form well, this all be, huge multi ethnic, multinational shit. They'll all be black. Right. Well, they'll all be mixed <laughs> of white and black to start with. So that's st- like yeah. I'm, I'm already the great are, canvas. Yeah. Wow, like, yeah. I'm like, we're already, if you you can add anything to me and we get something new. You, yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? You so, know, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's almost my duty to the world and to humanity as a population to enact this plan. To be able mm-hmm. to get and push forth the most genetically diverse humans as possible.
1: Do you think uh you just made me think, um I'm like an do you think astronaut. That, like races are gonna start like being erased as I've thought more about inter uh inter Interracial racial, like uh, breeding breeding. Yeah. <laughs> breeding. Uh we'll just say marriages uh, happen.
0: <laughs> what's the, what's the fucking word? Reproducing. Yeah. In yeah. R- reproduction. Because yeah, it was limited before.
1: Like, it was significantly limited before, right? The travel so and transport. Absolutely. Now it's... I like, think People that yearn for that, right? You would like, have to... I feel to, like it's almost fetishized.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. I guess that would be a different conversation of fetish versus, like, it actually gets pushed forth. Because, I mean, you could argue... I'm sure there's people that listen to what I just said and could argue that it sounds like fetishy or sounds fetishizing. But you know what? Yeah, I know it probably sounds like that. But I know in here, if this was ever to like be enacted, I know that's not what it is. So I'm okay with that. But like in terms of actually um, pushing the population forward genuinely or like actually wanting to form the type of family shit, you'd have to assume that inevitably it's going to happen, right? Like if just enough time passes and with the rate of connectivity that we have, like you're alluding to, you would just have to assume that it gets so blended at some point. That is pretty indiscernible unless you go into like the super gene splicing DNA type of shit. And that's not even considering once you get to start choosing DNA codes. And once you get to start arranging how phenotypes and genotypes and all that shit gets arranged, then I imagine there's probably going to be a standard of, yeah, most people like this. So most people are going to come out looking similar if you get to choose and arrange the genes or like having similar attributes and shit like that. So that's like, is it going to take? sorry, is it going to take that for us to finally, like, come together on something? Like, as Earth? Is it going to take eliminating something like race? You know? Mm Because there's you could argue that people will always figure out a way to divide each other. We said that about manners. money, Money. Yeah, absolutely. But I figure at some point, it's not just even looking like each other, that there'll be so much culture that's the same. Like, there'll be so little cultural difference that it's like, we are all kind of the same no matter where you go,
1: which yeah. I don't know if
0: I like or dislike about if I want to happen to the world or not. Like in Star Trek, they always kind of picture or portray it like the earth is just all one thing. They usually base it out of like American perspective, but mm. everybody, it's like a world federation. Everybody is this culture. And I'm trying to figure out if I, if I think that would be good or not.
1: Well, you can have, well, I was going to say, let's see. Let's think about this right. Yeah. A unified world you're saying might imply a loss of cultural diversity, right? The loss of what, sorry? Cultural diversity. Uh, yeah, I'm saying, it. yeah, what if that happens? <clears throat> I think there's a way to do it to where, well, is is cultural diversity what causes conflict?
0: Well, I, mm, interesting. I think misunderstanding each other is what causes conflict. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, so you could argue that having different cultures... And then if you don't implement the mindsets of trying to understand each other, it could cause conflict, yeah. Not saying either one causes it, but yeah, those combinations. But at the, I think that... Um, um, fuck, what did you just say before that? Uh fuck. You said do different culture, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. But to become <clears throat> kind of one unified Earth, I think we might have to give up most of the things that we consider unique to our cultures, to ourselves. Mm. Like, we'd have to accept this more... Group identity, almost like a hive mind. Shout out to like one of our I think episodes in the teens where we talked about a hive mind being a more advanced stage of civilization and consciousness.
1: Right. I do I, have I've had this thought recently. Like what's that? Is culture an earthly development? Hmm. If we go off of like I see. um natural evolution, right? Right. We could say that it's this is like us uh, stemming from our consciousness being developed, right? Mm. So it's it it's technically a natural thing that we did, right? But is it something that we will grow out of having oh, cultural? Oh, that's you know I mean? interesting. Like, was it you, a step along the way, not the end yeah, result? Yeah. Oh. And and if you look at re- religiously, I was thinking about this because of that Kendrick song that Which I one? mentioned on on one of the last pods where he says, James 4.4 4 in oh, yes. the Bible, friends of the world are enemies to the Lord, holding on to worldly things mm. uh, makes you less godly and you're less pulled to it. And even spirituality, right? <clears throat> when you release your attachments to the world is when right. you become truly uh, connected to the universe. Right. So is
0: mm. our
1: cultural background, identities, is that all earthly?
0: Wow. I think earthly is in natural or what do you mean by earthly? Because all we that, know is earth. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. So um, I
0: guess by default, yes. Right? Like yeah. just anything that exists <laughs> on earth, I guess, is earthly. But, but do you mean like is it something that would have naturally came about or did we like kind of fabricate it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. – I guess we fabricate in the sense of the terms or lens that we refer to it as. But you could look at culture – in the same way that you that we call behaviors in animals, right? Like, mm. and, uh, it's and, like culture is kind of a more evolved form of instinct, right? Like, it's things that we do together that don't necessarily need to be for survival, but they still are these things that serve to unify us as a group and also further our connection, which then furthers our like reproduction and life cycle, which is ultimately what all species are trying to do. But that kind of relates back to something again back to elon musk we're gonna keep touching back to him today i'm sure but he (laughs) talked he talked about on this like some youtube stream he was doing today after snl like it was on today on sunday i think it was snl news or some shit i don't remember what the youtube account was called but he was talking about his inspiration which i thought was interesting because somebody had asked about what inspired you to be what you are and to like be great and do all these things and what, the first thing I thought was interesting is he didn't really cite an external source. Like, he didn't really say someone or something. He kind of just said that he was always been curious and had this kind of itch for curiosity since he was a kid, which, don't get me wrong, somebody could have influenced him that he just doesn't realize, which is totally possible. But it's like he was saying that it was more of this external source, but that he also had this kind of existential crisis when he was a kid that made him question who we are as humans, like our purpose and all that stuff, which a lot of us do. I mean, that's kind of the definition of existential crisis, right? But what he was talking about kind of made me think about all species have what's called a teleological center. Are you familiar with what that means?
1: Teleological center.
0: Yeah. I have no idea what that is. (laughs) It basically just means like your purpose, like as a species, what you move Mm. towards accomplishing in the span of Life That what we consider life, mm-hmm. like for most species, it boils down to reprodu- like survival and reproduction, right? Mm-hmm. But with us, we have consciousness. And so now that we have something that we don't understand, but we have it, part of our end goal in life for a lot of us has seem to become defining meaning of that thing of consciousness. Mm. Why do we have it? What's the meaning of life? Why are we here? Why are we worth having it? Like, why doesn't that squirrel or that lizard have consciousness? Why do humans, right? And It's funny because he cited that as kind of his motivation because he came to the conclusion of, well, if I don't know the answer to the meaning of life, then the only way I can get closer to it is to figure out how to ask the questions, which if we don't have now, the only way I can do that is to expand the scope of society and consciousness to be able to even start considering the questions to get close to the answers that are completely unfathomable. And I'm there like, shit. Wow. Yeah, like, wow. <laughs> I was, like, listening and, like, uh, deprocessing all this. And I'm thinking, like, is that part of our meaning as having consciousness? Does it automatically uh-huh. come with questioning having it? Because we don't know
1: where <laughs> it comes from? That's hilarious that that is what It's crazy. got to. Our tele- so our <laughs> teleological center now is... I think, is it's,
0: I think well, I'll Google it, but I think it's teleological.
1: Teleological. teleological. I
0: learned about it in, shout out to Suffolk, I learned about it in Environmental Ethics, which I failed the first time due to lack of attendance and had to take a <laughs> second time. <laughs> but we did it.
1: So now you're an expert. <laughs> That's right, bitch, I did it twice. <laughs> well, what were we about to say, though? So so then our teleological center would be yeah. uh, the mm-hmm. desire to understand our own consciousness and I guess just to yeah. understand it, right, in in general, right? Like,
0: yeah. Which, Mm. I mean, if you think about it, or if I think about it, I think that applies to me. Like, there's a lot of times where I'll just be around thinking or doing whatever and thinking. And there could be, whether it's a quick moment or a deep moment, that is something akin to, what's the purpose of me doing this? What's going on right now? Why am I even able to think this, right? Like, these things happen. These thoughts occur. And there's a lot of times where those could be the base of a lot of a string of thoughts. Or, like, an idea that could be part of the base. So, I do think it applies that... We want to know why we're here because we're able to think about it. Mm -hmm. Like, if we weren't able to think about it, would we give a fuck? Probably not because we can't think. We wouldn't even (laughs) be able to do this. Like, think about thinking about it, (laughs) which is crazy in and of itself. Also, wow, because with consciousness comes layers of consciousness in terms of being meta and in terms of thinking about thinking and talking about talking and exactly what we're doing right now. (laughs)
1: you're blowing my mind <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> some my echo explosions brain
1: blast And, and it, so for, for some people the solution or the their way of figuring out their teleological well is this a solution then is, is saying it? I don't know mm. to that teleological center that question yes. cool. it does it's saying i don't know a solution to it or mm. is that just a deflection and those people are really not i think pushing their species
0: i think it's a really good point because i think i don't know could be both a deflection or an acceptance mm-hmm. i don't know if there is a solution because as elon said we don't even know the questions to ask to find the answers So I'm not even going to think about a solution yet because I don't even think we can get there. But you can uh, decide how you use what we have at our disposal right now, which I don't know in a lot of frames of reference in our life from a young age. Like when you're in class and you say you don't know the answer, it's treated as negative, like you feel bad about it. Someone tells you that it's wrong, that you don't know, right, like that you should know. But I don't know can be one of the most powerful phrases or mindsets that you can have because that could be what sets you up to find out if you think you know you might never try to find out and you might live in ignorance your whole life if you say you don't know and accept it that could be what sparks you to find out and you could be the one to find the answer i mean that's kind of again back to elon musk what he said he's like i had this existential crisis where i had to accept with myself that i don't know and so through that He made fucking SpaceX. Like, he did all this. Like, his mom was in part of his monologue on SNL. His mom came out, like, towards the end, and they just had a brief thing about what he was like as a kid or whatever. But that sparked him as a kid to turn his dream of saying, I want to make this rocket ship do blah, 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 into a literal reality where he's ushering in potentially the future of humanity. Like, that's what I don't know turned into. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like, I'm learning this shit. And that's why I was kind of saying in the beginning, I'm like becoming a fan of this guy, not even just because I think he's whatever, he's like quirky. I mean, he was funny and quirky and all that shit, but just the testament of all the things he's saying and how they can relate to each and every one of us. And especially yeah. coming from someone that society generally shuns in terms of his condition with Asperger's and things like that. It, I, To me, that's, I don't, the word isn't inspiring or motivating. That's not the word, but it's like, that is really cool to attribute to that's out there right and that's why i
1: think i like this guy so with uh with space travel i could see that he's pushing human boundaries right yeah i guess with the green uh electric cars yeah yeah that's also pushing it what about the flamethrowers what is that (laughs) how does that push it
0: What's the deal In the flamethrowers Cause I've seen like the I've seen like clips And some memes about it But what's the deal In the flamethrowers uh, He's just He sells flamethrowers Literally Oh uh, Maybe there was just A quick buck yeah. <laughs> We I all need to make Some money along the way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After all that deep shit We all need some of them Greens at the end of the yeah. day Bro <laughs> Have you seen Neuralink? You follow, have you seen I've follow heard i I've heard about it, and like tangentially, but it's funny because in this talk thing that he did, and I need to find out the name because they talked about a lot of things, but Neuralink he mentioned, and it's funny because he was like, people always ask me about Neuralink, but literally 90% of the things I do are SpaceX and Tesla, and all these other things are just something I'm interested in, blah,
1: blah, blah, but what is Neuralink? Give me more. As far as I know, it is a chip that they are placing in – they want to place in the brain. Right, right to connect it to a computer source that can offer it up data and help us uh, manage and um, process the information that we are given faster or easier in different situations. Um, So they've been testing it on, like, pigs. They just moved up to a monkey. Wow. They uh, figured out a way to make a monkey, I think, play a video game a certain way. So you mean process
0: data like literally our brain
1: signals and how we take in sensation? Yeah,
0: through our senses and shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And
1: it would be able to reactivate certain uh, neuropaths that that closed were closed. Yeah. Dude, that's nuts. Yeah.
0: That's the only thing I've heard of being able to do that is psychedelic drugs. Mm-hmm. So it's like the fact that you could just make that a chip and then that's our standard. I mean, that's what <clears throat> this, is, this? this is this
1: is like go. super um, beta stage but yeah, this is very early in, in yeah, development, yeah, yeah. and obviously, it's already got a lot of pushback because oh, of
0: course, it's like almost cyborg stuff, right? Put a chip <laughs> in my brain, someone's gonna say no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: people it's... were saying that the vaccine was gonna put a chip in your brain. Like, here's the literal. Now nah, they're, they're they just completely missed the fact that Elon Musk is actually <laughs> making a chip that wants to be in your brain.
0: Yeah, and I wonder if we just need to accept it. I wonder if that's a thing for society to advance that we just need to accept. Because even the greatest. Uh, advances to society were met with a lot of pushback. Whether that's mathematical, uh, medicinal, philosophical, like political, all those shit were often led with pushback and most people just reject change right as it mm-hmm. starts. And I'm mm-hmm. one of them even as I say it. I don't know if I want that chip but at the same time I'm thinking, should I just fucking get it, dude? Like, <laughs> <laughs> should I just get that shit injected and then be done with it and see what What's happens? What's interesting
1: is if there ends up uh, being... If it ends up coming out, right, then there could be a time where there's, like, 50% people with chips in their brain, 50% without, and the people without are just at a skill disadvantage completely. That's the argument
0: with the gene editing thing we were talking about before, is that it's usually only uh, people that are obviously, like, higher income or higher status in society have access to it, so... If they're the only people that get to make these super babies, there's going to be this wider, wider, wider gap between the elites and the non elites of society. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, whoa. But I mean, listen, dude, and this is going to be maybe controversial. Every species has elites and non elites, and the elites survive. The issue is, what do we judge elitism off of, and how do we fairly give people access to be elite? I guess is the issue.
1: The thing I is. I don't think we have to do where. Only the elite survive, though. I think we already broke past our evolutionary boundaries. Oh, I like this. What do you mean? We can redefine who, what survival is for us. Ooh, keep going. You know, this is interesting. I mean, we, we can, we don't have to be like, only the weak die. If we because weak and strong are broad terms. They are. You know? Um, everybody's a role. Everyone has a role in their own way. In moments, yeah, and. Some people would say our teleological center is (laughs) then to... (laughs) Nice. There you go. Well, well, well put. (laughs) To to minimize human suffering in general, right? Mm. Um, So I think... I don't think that we have to... I don't think we got to kill our weak, man. Where does that That, that come from, this
0: notion that a lack of suffering is like a good thing. And I'm not saying I I, I support more suffering. I'm not saying that. I'm just, (laughs) and obviously it feels better. But I mean, like, what is the justification from a biological standpoint that suffering is bad? We don't want to suffer ourselves. And... But what about the argument of growth through suffering? Like, if
1: you never go through anything in life, you Mm -hmm. could argue that life has not been lived. But did you have to? Like, suffering usually comes out of necessity, right? It's like... You mm. have to go through these things. So interesting. If someone goes through a life where they're completely taken care of and they can be happy, right? Then what? What is the? What do they need to gain more of? What do they right. need to learn
0: if they're And fun? then you could argue that there's more. Now that you're not worrying about necessity, you can now focus on the things that maybe achieve what we're talking about could be our true theological center, which is oh. what is the meaning. Like now you can ach- now you can pursue science, math, like all these other things that yeah. involve with the reality and space and the sea and the ocean and all that type of shit and history and all this. Fuck. Like we wouldn't have education if people weren't good. Like If people weren't good on food and good on shelter, we wouldn't have (laughs) any of this shit. We would still be in the caves needing to survive literally day by day, which, yuck, which I I leaned a lot farther away from my throat clears. You're going to have to do that next time. For real, you hear that? (laughs) That was nasty. Please cut that out.
1: Please cut that out.
0: No, I'm amplifying it. I'm bringing it to the front. I might, but I'm still leaving this rant in, so it doesn't matter. The people will Uh, never know. Not fair. I'm in a closet, man. I can't (laughs) run away from it. Put your face in your shirt. Or right yeah, okay. in your shoe. Okay. Use it as what? a little loogie locker. Ooh, those uh, bars off top. Time. Bars off top. Look at that jingle. Look, this is fat. I don't know if this hey, is hey, muscle, hey. though. Or maybe it's skin. Huh? Flex it. Flex it. You have what? Sorry? Oh. Oh, so it's playing from the laptop? Yeah, yeah. We have to stop. I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to catch on your mic. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, let's pause. Uh, before we get back to anything, yo, shout out to I do music video on my YouTube page, Tyler on Demand and Alexander Henry's uh, Alexander Henry. That's ETAs. I do from SMS mm. me, Alexander Henry and Emil, the producer directed by James Valdez and Emilio Guido. That's out there. The official music video. It's episode one of the series. So like this is the one that starts everything off him. And- We've mentioned it on past episodes, but we're releasing them in kind of a scattered order that you could piece together later. But this one's the start. So it's like, if you want to know the context of the whole story, this is where it's at. And you can ask James himself. He just said it off mic. Hopefully he'll repeat it authentically as possible,
1: but that he liked it too. Hey, Tyler, I really liked that <laughs> music video that you just You know that out. video that we <laughs> did together.
0: Yeah.
1: Nah, I did really like it. It reminded me of a broadcast video I told you. Mm. Uh, it's... It's cool seeing y'all edit something Me and Emilio's shot I really like that Right? Yeah
0: Seeing somebody else See what yeah. they do with what your
1: foundation is Taking a run Honestly, I prefer that Like At some level Sometimes I'm like Yeah I don't have to worry about it We'll see what happens <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's how you feel about the pod <laughs> no, i just kidding I don't get
0: <laughs> it's funny because alex even said to me last session when we were finishing up because for the not for the most part for the whole part whether we were together or over zoom editing he's it's been him like hands-on on the laptop and then i'm there as well because this was when like i didn't know how to use premiere pro at all now like through my job and also through this i've learned it more mm-hmm. so i'm able to do it hands-on but like we've started on his laptop so he even brought up he's like i'm excited for the next time this comes around when you're when you're the hands on and seeing what direction it takes, right? Because there's a different direction it takes depending whose hands on the keyboard, mm-hmm. whose hands on the steering wheel. Oh, doesn't sure. matter who the passenger is, right? It doesn't matter where the ideas are coming from. Whoever's hands are on it depends how the ride goes. Yeah. And so I was thinking, like, yeah, that's gonna be sick. Which who knows, people? That might be a sneak peek that there could be an SMS two in the future. Oh. Who knows? It's possible. Uh, it's possible. Wow! 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 I know, but that's like. That's in the future where, honestly, not the foreseeable. So it's almost not even worth teasing. And we specifically, between the three of us, said that we're going to take more time with this one than we did with the last. The other one came out really fast, dude, and really soon after, like, meeting and recording. So this time, we're going to, like, take more time, let it play out. Now we're not all living in the same city, but we've also said we're not going to do anything, like, online. Anytime we record for something that's going to be an SMS2 potential type of project... Would be in person So this one's going to take longer Which is going to be dope I think it's going to be fucking dope But that's the end of the plug session Back to the show Uh. And we back Totally authentic transition back into the show (laughs) Right smooth as fuck James They don't even know what happened Did you say an ad? Are we Uh plugging? I don't think so What's a plug? What is a plug? Oh 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 Oh. That was, like, last episode when we were talking about Ben Franklin. We are both like, did he have slaves (laughs) at the same
1: time? Dude, I had a moment moment with my brothers. Dude, oh, my God. Uh, I had a moment with my brothers yesterday. um, Someone was asking me, like, what my favorite live-action movie was. Uh, Nice. Oh, no, I I was talking to Nav, right? And he said something like, can you believe this guy hasn't seen the best live-action TV show ever? And he was talking about Breaking Bad. But instantly me and my brothers all both of all three of us we were all like oh you mean ned's declassified school survival guide <laughs> <God?" laughs>
0: <coughs> oh my god It was insane What a reference
1: It was insane All of us at the same time said it That's so specific I've never felt so connected to them (laughs) Yeah dude If
0: that doesn't say bond Nothing else does Like that is fucking Those are ties
1: Motherfucker
0: (laughs) I love that show man Yeah That was my shit back in the day
1: Cookie Mo Ned
0: Yo, Cookie, and how he became—he went on to be something totally different in every other show that he was in. Like, I think he was in um, what's the one about the two skater guys, Zeke and something, Zeke something and, and Zeke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cookie was in that. I dude. didn't know he was in. You know that. what? The black guy, the main character—that's oh, Cookie. I didn't watch that show. Sorry. Oh yeah, no. It's, I mean it was shit.
1: It was really bad. <laughs> it, it
0: was just it was those times as a young when there was nothing else on so you went to Disney XD yeah. and fucking Zeke and Luther was playing. I never
1: <laughs> watched uh Disney XD.
0: I don't recommend it to all the kids if, if it even still fucking exists, man. I don't know what Disney what was this doing supposed to be Extreme Disney, Disney? What,
1: what the fuck is that? I don't that? know actually.
0: That's a good point. I feel like they cuz it was weird because they had shit like Zeke and Luther, which was more towards like angsty teenage age. But then they also had like kiddie kid shows. Mm-hmm. So it was like you're trying to reach the angsty teens, but also the like younger kids, like the kids that are just 10 and 11 and shit. Oh, I think that they had. not really seem like the same
1: crowd. They had Digimon. I would watch Digimon every day. Oh, and then. they also had Kid vs. Cat.
0: You remember that show? Kid vs. Cat. You ever watch Cat? that?
1: No. You remember that? that one was fucking
0: retarded. I'm just gonna say it right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it now. It was about a cat that was some alien, but the family thought it was a cat, so they adopted it and it was stupid. I will say it made some great memes within my family, so I respect it for that, but otherwise it's stupid. I'm looking it Don't up. Don't watch right now. it, anybody. I'm looking it up. Kid I think the main character's cat. name is Coop. I'm not watching anything where the main character's name is Coop. Fuck off. And I know someone named Cooper in life that I went to school with. What's up, bro, if you're listening? Stupid name. Stupid. (laughs) It is. I don't care. You could say Tyler's a stupid name. That's fine. Cooper's dumb as fuck. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, James, don't let me keep rambling Because I'll alienate more of our audience Every time you let me go everyone. off A little a little piece of our audience I just wanted just to find out what Kim vs. cat
1: was And now you separated all the Coops And, and did you find show. it out? I did and I remember you it You know
0: what? Kind of What? The show It was dumb Look, kind of See, and the guy I was talking about I only kind of remember him So that's all I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> Anything named Coop or Cooper Gets kind of remembered And that's about it Shout out to Cooper. I'm pretty sure he was a nice guy back in middle school. We just weren't in the same crowd. This is before I was in the cool kids crowd. You know what I'm saying? Before you were in the cool kids crowd. Yeah, I mean, I was like in it but in high school, but I like was always insecure, so I never felt like I was in it properly. Oh, you were I mean, a I nerd? I was a nerd at heart, bro. Like I love manga. None of my fucking friends like that shit. That's weird.
1: <laughs>
0: What's weird <laughs> that I like manga? What? That you had friends, man.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wouldn't have expected it either. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> Okay. I told James I was feeling philosophical this podcast, and I think we've shown that so far. We talked about some pretty deep shit, but another one I wanted to talk about that kind of, again, relates to Elon Musk, but also to this book I've started reading And I say that cautiously because when I say started reading, I mean I've read the foreword and the introduction, which between the two were three pages. Mm. So
1: Yeah, you pretty much understand the whole thing.
0: Right. Like, no, I've read the whole thing. I know the author's material better than him.
1: For sure, yeah. I think that's just factual. But just for the disclaimer
0: for the audience, that's all I've read so far. But it's called Reflections on a Philosophy by this guy's name is Forrest C. Shackley Sr., which is just, again— retarded name like this <laughs> come on what are we doing dude like just ch- come on faster james doesn't approve of me saying that but it's okay i'm gonna say it I, don't. I know he doesn't i can tell but it's we've never spoken about it aloud until right now but it's okay it doesn't matter point is the point is what the book is about and as i'll learn about more is more about like a relationship with nature and the philosophy of that and like talking about the humans and their relationship with nature and it just got me thinking about that. Elon Musk talking about within that YouTube live stream thing, he was talking about this contest he's putting on for people to create uh, inventions that will bring CO2 out of the atmosphere and like pull like a kiloton Whoa. of, uh, yeah, like the demo needs to be able to pull a kiloton of
1: CO2 out of the air, like to be considered. It's just and like put, a, away money uh, and open shit. invite competition.
0: Yeah, anybody can join. There's no age limit. There's no like country limit or anything like that. So that's pretty, I think it's called X Prize or something like that. Wow. But all of those together made me just think about nature and specifically the writing because it's about nature, the philosophy of it, and like talking about the relationship with it specifically. And just made me want to ask you, James, if you have ever considered or if you do know like your relationship with nature, what do you think about it? Are you happy with it? Does it exist? And what does that even mean
1: to you? Mm. I feel very attached To Sorry Let me see No it's okay, I'm t- okay. I am need nature around me That's for sure Because mm. one of the things I dislike the most About the city Is how Little <clears throat> greenery There is sometimes you would like Turn your head And it's just Great buildings Just great 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 Everywhere And like I'm from Texas Right so I had a backyard I had a front yard I was out there climbing trees pretty often. I was in the backyard doing random shit, digging up holes. I would just dig fucking holes. What, like (laughs) for
0: fun? I would yeah go into the dirt.
1: (laughs) I had this fantasy I was gonna dig this underground cave and it would be my little cave, right? Uh, Right. So like, I I love being around it. Um, Mm. I think it could be stronger. If
0: anything. Do you think that connection that because you mentioned being around it and like it being in cities and I'm, I'm not saying any of this is bad or whatever. I'm literally just asking because mm-hmm. I'm curious. Um, do you think the connection is an aesthetic connection or like like what do you take from it being around you and like it the, the value of it being around? How does that usually take shape? Um,
1: I think I'm an uh, uh, extroverted person in the sense that I don't like being in my own head very often. Mm. Alone, right, Um, or for too long. So, Mm -hmm. uh, nature is the external world to me. That's the true external world. I don't think Mm. I I think nature is. So, just today I was in the Boston Commons or the the (coughs) Boston Public Garden, rather, and it was so beautiful. Sitting down, oh, I love the the gardens. Yes, different species of animals running around. There's fucking squirrels, dogs, ducks, birds. Ducks are birds. Bugs. Yeah. <laughs> different kind of birds. Yeah, different types of some birds. Some and humans. Pigeons in there. Humans are a type of type of animal, and they're a part of the that's environment. That's true. And uh, uh, that's The best ones. I feel like this was where we were close to being just a part of nature, you know?
0: Mm. You felt that connectivity in that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you think, like, your relationship with nature comes from or your idea of how to view it like were you taught that did you get it specifically from something or did you just
1: develop it on your own i think it developed naturally it's not like my parents <clears throat> were really preaching about going out and being nature boy yeah. or nature stuff. boy yeah <laughs> Woo! but i've always yeah. kind of liked adventuring through forests and stuff like i love yeah navigating my way through through things um I think I've had similar. Um, my parents, at least, always
0: emphasize like being outside, like and and but more in terms of an exercise uh, aspect of it, but less of the value of nature itself, right? I think some of it for me comes from like my Nigerian heritage because there's a lot of rituals that are still like native to the area, so those are related to the nature and shit around it, like whether that's the river water or the certain amount of leaves that you use for this type of soap, whatever type of thing. So. I think there's at least since I was young, there's that. I don't really cite that as my reason for caring. Something I've mentioned on this podcast before: Alexander von Humboldt. I wrote or read a book. I almost said wrote a book. <laughs> I read a book about him, and he was a guy who uh, like had just fucking mapped so many different areas of nature that had never been traversed before, and like wrote about it and all that type of shit. And that kind of inspired me. So I think. I think mine was one that had to be taught. Like, I think a lot of us in modern societies, you just mentioned it, cities aren't the real nature, but we're taught that it is. Or we're taught that, like, this is the standard. And then everything else, like, fits a- alongside it or around it, where it's like, mm, it's kind of the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like trees are the standard. And then we build buildings among the trees type of shit. So I think that's how I started out and had to get shaped into it. But every time I feel like my connection gets deeper, I really feel like. I've enriched my life more. Yeah, And I don't know how to say that without sounding like super hippie, whatever, but it's like, it's just the truth. Mm -hmm. Every time I've taken a step closer towards feeling like I'm liking being in this park because like what you said, it's the external world. I like just being here or I like being in the woods or like on top of a mountain. I hated fucking climbing up here, (laughs) but being up here (laughs) makes me feel like, wow, I'm part of this. Mm -hmm. I'm not just here next to it. It's like, no, we're all part of each other. I don't know. And I feel like that shit is good. Like, I feel like it makes me feel good in the sense of it's a higher power that's tangible. Wow. Right? Like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times when we think of higher power, we don't know. We can never conceptualize. We don't even know what they fucking look like. But I've seen a tree. I see a tree every day. (laughs) I've seen grass. I see a tree. I see motherfucking flowers. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? But it's true. Like, it's this. Cause all we're saying at the end of the day, this higher power shit is something we believe that's bigger than us that makes us feel connected. That's nature that's to me. That's
1: nature. Wow, that's such a beautiful. It's bigger way than to me, say-
0: and I feel connected, man. Mm. It's true.
1: So why would you not th- take the chance to reach that higher power whenever you do, whenever you can? Which you can, and that's the thing. You can anytime you can, right? Yeah. Like
0: it's up to you whether you get to interact with the higher power, which is crazy. You are on the existence level of what you consider gods or deities or you're there. You just don't recognize it as such. So you can't take advantage. Mm-hmm. We keep chasing this thing that we can't see and we don't see the things that we can. not mm. I don't know, man. Sometimes these things hit me and I'm like, shit, why have I been scrambling like this, like this, like this, when I've literally just walked up the street and I got to see 10 different colors of flowers growing out of something that I don't even understand, but is the miracle of life. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, uh, it's about bringing these things in. Perspective matters. It scopes how you think about life and how your mentality recognizing is.
1: Recognizing what you've been taking for granted. Mm. It's big. Mm-hmm. It's big, man. Well, thank you. Shout out to Mother's Day again. Well, thank you for doing that. <laughs> Shout out to Mother's Day. You know what I'm
0: saying? Like, we do that, Mother bro. Sometimes we take our parents for granted, especially our mothers and Mother Nature. But it's like, no, we need to incorporate more moments where. You don't have to realize you're taking advantage because you're not. You're just like part of it. And this is part of the cycle of life and part of the connection of life. And these are all, as always on this podcast, we speak of things not saying we embody them, but because we want to reach them, right? So I'm definitely not like preaching saying, I do this. You should be like me and do this. It's like, no, these ideas I think are good for everybody to strive to, including myself. That's why I'm saying it out loud. Because I was probably thinking of it a way to improve self first. And I I don't know. Do you believe that, like, making the world a better place is thinking of improving self and then going outwards or improving outwards and going to self?
1: I think improving self. Improving self and going outwards. I I agree. But why do you think so? I think um, it's easier to understand the external world because you can never truly understand. I think of uh, in, in terms of other people, right? You can never truly understand what someone else is going through. But you can yeah. relate it to what you've gone through, right? You can understand the situations you've been in, try to analyze how you've been feeling in those situations. And that's what mm. allows you to maybe understand more. So I think you have to be able to understand yourself mm. much more than someone
0: else. Cause how could, right, because how could you reach out to someone without the frame of reference of understanding self, yeah. right? Because like you said, if you understand yourself... You can understand where the bridge between us can be because mm-hmm. I know me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, here's how me can reach out to you. Yes, mm, I like that because it, it is an aspect of considering like making yourself important and making others important. Oftentimes we think thinking about yourself is selfish or like it's a negative thing up front. But I mean, it's not because yeah. a lot of the times the only way you can truly interact in a beneficial way with others is if you're at a good place with yourself. Very true. So if you care about others, you gotta care about self. And inherently, if you care about yourself, you're kind of caring about others. Sometimes it can get crazy <laughs> when we talk in like capitalism and billionaires and all that type of shit. But if we're just talking about relating to people, there's merit in both of those things. I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you gotta look intran- mm. uh, introspectively, uh,
0: because that's yeah, a whole I different world, think, right? That's your world. Oh, it's its own universe, mm-hmm. right? We share a collective universe, but. The fact that you live your own is always going to influence you. So, if you haven't figured out how to navigate that, how can you navigate the external? Mm, I see, I see, I see. I think another the hard part is doing both at the same time. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And we're constantly. That's doing just that shit's tough. <laughs> exactly. That shit's tough. <laughs>
1: and, that, and so, like, once you start to understand your own needs, your wants, desires, in terms of forming relationships with people around you, just as friendship, right? Um, you we'll have a much tougher time forming a bond with someone when you if you don't realize that you're what the subconscious things that you're yearning for from this person mm. right? is it gratification is it like oh, approval is it interesting. entertainment from this person you know um fact you got to recognize what you want right and that that mm. stems into anything any relationship that could be with your job that could be with your Community, Partner,
0: family, yeah, family, any of that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you might not be comfortable with what you find or what you see what the answer is, but maybe realizing that uncomfortability is the true step towards making it better, unlocking a world you never even seemed possible or that you thought was possible just because you didn't realize you were closing yourself off to it. Mm-hmm. I think we all do that. We all put it limiters on ourselves unconsciously, whether that's us telling us to do it or society or some other source telling us to do it, so... I don't know. Sometimes it's different methods to find out how to unlock those things, right? And be something you never thought you could be. Hopefully for the positive. But I think finding the truth is worthwhile even if you don't like it. I think so. That's just personal thing. That's
1: like red pill, blue pill in the Matrix type of shit. Give me that blue pill, baby. Which one's which, though? I don't remember. I thought blue pill was the one that puts you back in the, in the, the world. In the Matrix? Yeah. Or in the real life? No, no, no. Matrix
0: in the like dream state, yeah, the fake yeah, world. yeah. That's the one you, give you me want. That one, yeah.
1: baby. I'm <laughs> floating off that blue pill, blue dream. Got me a like, blue dream. Ah, <laughs> you just change
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that reference was, but that was great. It's and a you, was that a freestyle? No, it's what a hidden Travis
1: Scott song. It's on YouTube called Blue Pill. You should look it up. It's really good. Blue
0: Pill. Shout blue out, pill. shout out to young Travi. Yo, shout out to him and Baby Keem. Hey. They have a song called Do Rag Activity that came out. Oh, uh, you recently. fuck with that. <laughs> and I fuck with it, bro. Do Rag Activity. <laughs> now, anytime I go to put mine on, I think of that song. And That's I'm like, you Yo, walking around with hard. no
1: mask and a do rag. That's your do rag. That's activity. right. Do
0: Rag Activity. Hey. <laughs> that song was hard. And I'm not going to lie. At first, I was hating. Hard when I first listened to it, cause I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and then I found out it was Kendrick's cousin, and then even more, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I actually kept listening. I was like, "Nah, this is pretty good. Hard. Yeah, like, this, this good. is cool. This is a good song." He has a other songs. I can't even hate. You should
1: listen to Baby Keem's other songs.
0: He has one bar. I listened
1: to a couple more. Go, go oh, he go. has one bar in one of his songs, or, or it's like an ad lib or something. But he ends the the rhyme scene with "stupid." <laughs> And then, <laughs> what he just goes stupid, stupid. <laughs> i fucking love
0: that I, it's the voice is weird because it's like is like tiptoeing on the hardest beat ever to reactivity uh, yeah dish in my life you beast like the hook it's cool but in the verse it's kind of weird sometimes <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> oh she's dropping and the pussy I'm a, and they're yeah, like whatever <laughs> it's like eh, this is a weird way to say these things <laughs> this is strange it was like you introducing the pod with your sultry voice it's like yeah it's like it's good but it doesn't fit this situation
1: it's oh okay the, the one I was talking about is Hooligan have you heard Hooligan, Hooligan? okay mm-hmm. I haven't heard that one no
0: y'all check out Hooligan shout out Baby Keem come on the pod he says, Y'all
1: gotta talk to the ones in control. Stupid. I stand on the money so tall I see growth. Stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, lyr- lyrical depth, you know, connected <laughs> to nature, to
1: center. Da, 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 da. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. That's all I need
0: to fulfill me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shout out, baby game.
1: Oh, man. How you feeling, T?
0: Shout out all of TD. I'm good. I think we I think we logged a good one today. Uh, I think we gave the listeners a nice little earworm. Or what do you say when you say it's like gross. nice on the ears? What the fuck? Yeah, earworm isn't what I wanted. Oh, <laughs> it's just like the exact God, oh opposite. God.
1: <laughs> yeah, sound bite. I
0: meant to say this episode's easy on the ears. Yeah, That's what I was trying okay. to say. Like
1: a gentle uh, humming of a uh, whale. Yuck. Dolphin.
0: Okay, Cow. siren, like a siren song. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. Where like it lures you in, but it'll kill you <laughs> if you listen too hard. <laughs> Be careful. If you go too far with these, it can get it'll you in trouble. You up, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for joining this siren song session. <laughs> this has been yeah, Tyler on the man, Jimmy McMoney. Any last words for the people, homie? Uh,
1: congratulations to everyone else that's graduated. I know it's more than just me. That's, that's
0: right. So. And congratulations to you, James. You made it. It is a big accomplishment. I think I texted this to you. I don't remember the exact wording, but whatever it means to you is whatever it means, but it is an accomplishment under your belt. So, all of you, keep that in mind. It can mean whatever else, yeah. but it is an accomplishment to be a proud of.
1: Thank you, man. Yeah. Shout out. I think it's, it's, it's something tough to acknowledge, but like because of how weird it is going on right now. But, uh, yeah. Honestly, what you said is true. It means what it what it means to me. So I won't take it for granted yeah. that I had had the chance to celebrate. it. That's right. It can't be
0: taken for granted if you decide what it means. Right. So the power is in your hands, everybody. And yeah, that's a motivational speech over. Nice. Big stench in my life. OK, you. bye. Big stench. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, y'all. This is rabbit hole sessions. We'll see you in the next one. Peace, peace, peace out.